I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business experiences, tips of the trade, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Mastermind Mixer. Today, we get to talk about all things fashion, which I'm super excited about. Um, We have Maria with us. Hi, Maria. Hey, Cassie. How are you? I'm good. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself and just give a little elevator pitch about what you do and um, how you got here. Sure. Uh, My name is Maria Hedian. I am a fashion industry professional. I've been in this industry for over 20 years, and I started as a corporate professional moved over into freelance doing events. I am currently a hyphenate. I am an entrepreneur, but I'm also a freelancer. I do. Uh, I produce Fashion Week shows for New York Fashion Week in addition to having my business. And that has allowed me to transition over to helping students and early career professionals get a start in this industry because it's, it's definitely not easy. Yeah, I went to school at Fordham in the Bronx um, and was able to go to a fashion show one year during fashion week. And I thought I was like the coolest thing since sliced bread, but I had no idea what I was doing. It was so <laughs> um, they're, they're so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, they're super exciting. But I was like, what do I do with my hands? Like, it just felt like I, I was like a fish out of water. Um, so when you say you came from corporate, tell me a little bit about um, your background and, you know, where where it all started. Sure. So I actually uh, started out working at Ralph Lauren as an intern right out of college. And that job, uh, that internship turned into a job that I later ended up having for seven years. And in that time, I was able to learn so much. um, And it kind of propelled me into loving the event world and the event space and realizing that the corporate life was not for me. So I left Um, back in 2016 and decided to kind of just become a freelancer. But I started from scratch. I didn't have any contacts because believe it or not, even though I was in corporate, it had nothing to do with doing events in, you know, in the fashion industry. So um, I had to get scrappy and I ended up just Googling companies for event production and cold emailing and going on, you know, all these interviews and meetings and just having them get to know me and literally starting from the bottom, sending like hundreds of emails out a week um, until little by little, I started getting more and more exposure and experience. And it led me to just growing within the um, the fashion event world. And, and now I'm, I'm a producer. So uh, it, it's been quite the, uh, the, the circle, I guess you would call it. Yeah. So whenever you started, you said you were, you know, you, you got this knack and this desire for events. Did you go in with like event production in mind or were you going for fashion in mind? I graduated with a marketing degree and my internship was technically PR, but within PR, I was able to do, you know, the, the fashion week show um, within marketing. As I grew within Ralph Lauren, I was also able to do other little events and things. Um, well, not little, but other events within uh, the country. Uh, we at one point launched like a bridal collection. So I was able to do these really cool events all over the country um, on my own. So I think that's, it all kind of is, is sort of linked. I think PR, marketing events, they're not yeah, the same yeah. by any means, but they are linked. So if you have experience with some of it on the one end, it is easier to make kind of like that transfer over. Yeah. So you get in and you're, you're scrappy and you're, how did, did you ever have a moment where you're like, oh, it's working. Things are working. 
it got to the point where I was taking vacation days from my full-time job to go work fashion week. And if anyone that's listening has ever worked fashion week, um, they're, they're grueling, you know, like 15, 20 hour days. It is not what you see on TikTok. Uh, it's, it's definitely not for, for the weary. You have to roll up your sleeves and, and, and work hard. It's not this like perfectly curated TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. If, you, if that's what you want, then especially events or just in general the industry, you want to be an influencer. But I don't even want to say that because I think influencer work also has its like really tough and and you know complicated things to it. I, I don't think any part of the fashion industry is what you see on TikTok. As I think the bottom line to this, right? Uh, it's very romanticized and perfect, but it's it's not like that at all. So are you focused more on the actual runway show or are you doing, you know, now that we're talking about TikTok, the, the fashion week that I see are the like fashion influencers attending shows, but they're, they're not really runway shows. They're more events for, I assume, um, visibility. Mm-hmm. Are you doing a little bit of everything or what's your specialty? It's a little bit of everything. I'm starting to get, I'm starting to veer away from the actual runway shows and go more into events uh, with uh, companies like like Bergdorf Goodman, like companies where they mm-hmm. do very like private focused exclusive events, but they're still, you know, a production, you know, in and of itself. Uh, but I started out and, and I've been doing for the last 17 years runway shows exclusively. So that's, but it's not me sitting in the front, you know, and, and watching the show. It's it's me running right. the show behind the scenes and uh, watching the show through a screen and just making sure everything's perfect for those couple minutes that uh, that the models are walking down the runway. How long does it, this is like just pure curiosity on my part. When does that like planning start? Like, so, you know, I come from a wedding photography background and I know that like people get engaged and they plan for about a year. So in your space, when, because in my mind, like trends change, like everything's crazy. When are you starting to plan a show or plan an event like that for fashion week? It typically starts, I would say about a year, maybe like nine months before, um, because there's, there's so many logistical factors that you have to consider First, you're, you know, you're working with this brand or with the, the designer and they have this vision, but they don't really know what they want. So it's kind of deciphering that, putting that together. And then from what they're looking for, you start having to source you know, venues and source places that are available that fit what they want, their aesthetic. Every collection has its own theme. Some of them are you know, a little more crazier and out there than others. Um, so you have to find venues that they'd be happy with and then do those negotiations with the actual spaces. Um, and then it comes down to everything else, planning the decor, how like down to like seating, plants, if there's going to be any plants, furniture, signage, vinyl, music. Um, and that's like the logistical part of the event production. The other side of it is also from the designer standpoint, uh, you have to get models, you have to uh, cast them. It's a whole process to cast models, to have them, you know, model for you, walk for you. Everything has to be fit to them um, exclusively, and and then you have to create the run of show, and it's it's a whole production. But all in all, I would say it takes about uh, you know like six to nine months, sometimes a little more, depending on how elaborate the actual show is. Wow! And for on my side, like I said, wedding world is kind of the space that I know, so I feel like that's where I'm relating all this to. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever I think about the um the trends right so in the wedding world we do style shoots so we uh, i always say there was a time period when i was hosting a lot of these events like once a month or whatever but um whenever 
I would talk to event professionals, I would say like, you know, we see things that trend in the wedding industry and we kind of get bored with them because like every wedding starts to look the same. So if we want something to trend and we want something to be at the forefront, we have to photograph it so that they start to like it and then they want it at their own weddings. <laughs> so do you, it, I am so literally, like literally outside of the fashion world, I have no idea. So is that type, like how do trends happen? How do we know if they're planning these out a year in advance, they already know what they want on the runway for like that next season. So like, how does that even happen? <laughs> it's it's pretty cool because the inspiration comes from the designer or from the brand already. So it's almost like in their world, and I don't want to speak about their world because I'm not a designer, so I'm not 100% sure. sure. But from what I've seen in the in the designers and the brands I've worked with, it's they already come with this idea that they want to integrate into their own show. So that in itself is where they're getting their ideas for the trends that are coming. And then we take what they're coming with and translate that into a venue, whether it's, you know, if it's a collection that is more out there or they, you know, I've had a designer that, you know, wants to have dancers and then and, and wants to have all these like elements, then you need a yeah. bigger space. And maybe the yeah. space itself is more toned back because of what's happening in the show or the opposite. It could be that they have a very, you know, simplistic, you know, ready walking down the runway type of show. And so you need something around you that um, kind of brings that out a little more. So it just, it's really just working with their vision and making suggestions and going back and forth. And that's a super <laughs> grueling process to kind of yeah. go back and forth and research. And sometimes they, they just, you know, they know when they know, and sometimes it takes a long time to, to get to that point. Yeah. So whenever you come on board, are you always like, is it always, I'm going to call it full service, excuse my ignorance if that's not what you call it, but, um, or can they hire you for like a piece of it or is it or, like they hire you from the, the very beginning? So personally, I'm a uh, production manager or a producer that's hired by production companies that are much bigger. Um, and, and I come in to kind of work with them. So I don't have to look for these designers. I don't have to like, that's a whole nother kind of bigger picture thing. So I come in to make sure all the moving parts just work well together and to make sure that all the logistics are put in place and just everything well runs like a well-oiled machine. So I come in for the beginning, but not for that initial point where I'm like looking for leads, so to speak, looking for right. these brands and companies to work with. Right. Okay. So now you do, you do all this production and you find yourself coaching. How did, who was your, you don't have to tell me who your first client was, but like who, how did that come about? I guess, like, how were you approached? Um, did you, was it a natural transition or did you have to, you know, grind for that as well? Like, what, how did that come about? There is grinding in every single aspect of my story, Cassie. <laughs> but no, I, um, I I started to notice years ago when I was still at Ralph that I would I would work with a lot of interns and I would train them closely. And I had this whole program, this whole handbook and system. And I loved that aspect of my job when I when I was doing it. But I started to notice that I felt it with myself first and I started to see it in interns that there's there's this gap that's missing from when you are a graduate, when you're when you're in college or you're in school and then you graduate. When you're in college, you have someone holding your hand. You have, you know, the career department giving you internships or leads on internships for interviews. But then, you know, you're, you graduate and you're kind of expected to just do everything on your own. And there's that it's a weird gap that even though your school might have, might have taught you how to write a resume, let's say, no one really ever sat you down and gave you the proper fundamentals for your specific niche within the industry or your field that you wanted to go into. 
So I noticed that every single intern I worked with had this issue that it was just, they, they, they didn't understand going into the, the regular real world of, of working. And so I never had a chance to really sit down and, and, and do anything about it, but it was just kind of like that itch in the back of it. Like, I don't know. I just kept having that thought. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 hit and there were no more events. So it was a little quieter and I was able to finally kind of sit down and say, okay, I'm going to create a business. I'm going to create something that gives students an opportunity and recent grads and even aspiring fashion professionals that have never gone to school. Maybe they don't have the means for it, or maybe they just, you know, don't want to do it, but they're interested in the industry. And I'm going to give them a way to get in because up until this point, this really doesn't exist. I think it's a lot of these companies and professionals don't really talk about how they made it, at least not like the real true story of it. Everything's just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm here and I'm talented and I went to school and that's it. But it's like, no, there's, there's so much more to that story. And no one's really telling this new kind of generation of fashion professionals what to do and how to do it. And I think uh, this course that I had in mind just kind of was going to bridge that gap. And it started out as one course, but it, it turned into uh, all these services that I offer now that's like revamping and revising um, your resume, looking at your LinkedIn and auditing your whole profile, working one-on-one with people as personal coaches in in uh, addition to the different courses that I offer. Oh, that's really cool. So it wasn't, I was imagining that you had this like one person that like came to you for advice and then that transitioned, but you really like built this course off of a group of people that you saw coming through quite often, which I yeah, think- Yeah, a hundred percent. That's really cool. So so you started with the one course. Um, is there, um, I know I know that you have a membership, but tell me how that works. Like, is there a 101, a 102? Like how, how do you um, structure your courses? So they are not courses that need like prerequisites or anything. The, I have a course that teaches you, it's a, it's a larger course. It's a signature course that teaches you all the fundamentals and that's um, fashion career blueprint. And that's really for anyone that wants to get into the industry. And that's truly made for anyone, whether you're, you know, went to school or not. And it teaches you down to like writing cover letters, emails, going on interviews, how to negotiate, what to wear, what not to say, what to ask, like every single detail of your entire career, starting from internship into getting your job and then, and then some, then continuing to negotiate higher and higher as you grow. Um, But then a separate course that, you know, can be taken separately is a, a course that I have that focuses solely on fashion week and how to get into that whole event production world. And it, that one just kind of made sense because of everything that I've done in my background. Um, And that one even, it opens once a year. So does fashion career blueprint. They open once a year, but they, but this uh, fashion week course is more hands-on. So I offer, there's a workshop with it. Um, Students have the opportunity to come with me and work backstage at a show. Not all of them. I get to select like one or two for each season, but Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more hands-on because the nature of event production is so much more hands-on. Right. Um, and then I have a new course that's coming out, and this one was purely based on everyone requesting it, including schools, because I also um, will like lecture, guest lecture at different fashion schools, but I keep getting asked about networking. And so this next course that's coming out next week um, is all about networking. And, and, and it's my full story of how literally starting from scratch, knocking on people's doors, and just saying like, you know, let's, let's meet, let's talk, let's learn more about me and I'll learn about you and keep me in mind for any future projects and kind of starting that aspect of my career that way. That's really cool. So 
Um, I actually, like, oddly enough, I have a, a friend who was in the fitness world and she really wanted to start like a fashion line, but she was interested in the production or whatever. And we searched like high and low for any type of like where to start type place. It, and we, it was hard to find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you're kind of the pioneer on that. And I, I want to know if you have felt like a, a shift in your industry where like, are there more educators popping up? I, I find you to kind of be a unicorn. So tell me about that. <laughs> Uh, yes and no. I think the bigger um, the bigger companies like the Condé Nasts and even like the LVMH of the world, like those types of companies are starting to come out or have programs that I've noticed that are about getting into the industry. Um, so, I mean, it's hard to compete with those, you know, big names. Sure, but I think yeah. um, in terms of like smaller, not as well-known brands, I think for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm on my own over here and it's it's good and it's bad. You know, it's 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 tough. Uh, yeah, not having another feel pretty lonely sometimes so yeah. I like being not only like being an entrepreneur but being an entrepreneur who like has such a unique product that there's not very many people like you you like you don't I I can see that that can be like kind of lonely sometimes that and it's tough when it comes to like I have uh, I have a lot of friends that I've met in this like entrepreneur space and a lot of women friends and um we always talk about how what they're doing you know with their businesses and there's always like summits and this and that all these conferences and things that they're a part of and then I'm just kind of like over here like I don't I don't really have that because yeah I mean I could I guess I could go into like say something about marketing but it's not truly what I'm what I'm after I'm I'm in the career education space specifically you know in fashion so it's it's difficult to kind of get myself even as part of these like any sort of conferences or summits or things where other entrepreneurs are getting, you know, seen more or talking more or getting that experience unless I, unless I create it. And I think everything in this journey has been that kind of frame of mind of, okay, well, this doesn't exist. I'm going to have to create it. That, so I think that's going to be like my tagline for, for everything, <laughs> yeah. I think. It's so interesting that you say that. Um, I recently launched a conference with a friend of mine. And the reason that we launched it is because we looked high and low for something like it and it just didn't exist. And we were like, well, I guess we'll just do it ourselves. And I don't know, there's a, a woman on TikTok. I reference her constantly, but her name is Elise Myers. Um, and she calls it the, how hard could it be gene? Oh my God. I know exactly the video and everything that you're talking about. I love following her, her along. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, we definitely have the, how hard could it be gene? Yeah. Like, oh, it exist, I'll just do it myself. A hundred percent. So um, if somebody is listening that is, you know, exploring the idea and maybe doesn't want to go to the traditional college route or, you know, the more, like you said, like the bigger, I'm going to call them bigger box names um, and wanted to kind of bootstrap the entrepreneurship path. Is there like a first step that you would recommend? I mean, obviously outside of taking your courses, is there something to in my mind, this sounds like so hard. Like you're talking about like the grueling days at fashion week and all of these things. So is there like a test they can take to see if they really want to do this or is it <laughs> like figuring it out as you go? So are we talking if they want to be like an entrepreneur or if they want to be like, uh, they want to go into the industry and, and work as industry a- as an entrepreneur, kind of like that freelancer entrepreneur um, area? Specifically to event production, I will say if you are not sure whether you want to go into it or not, I would start small, whether it's volunteering. Um, I, I don't want to call it interning because at that point, if you know, if you're at the entrepreneur level, maybe it's not an intern, but volunteering, maybe doing things as like a production assistant, 
and get a get a feel for everything. I think that the biggest thing that helped me um, when I was first starting out was that I I come from a background where my parents are very much with that idea. Since I was a kid, I heard this. You know, if you want something, you you do what it takes to get in there. My my dad used to always say, if you want to get into the world of fashion, and, and someone I don't know hands you a broom, like go sweep a floor to be in part of that show, then do it. Like you just you get in there however you can, and you just take in all the information. And that's what I've done my whole life. I yeah. started out literally as a model dresser. When I was in college, I overheard people talking about it. I pretended to be like in a class. <laughs> it was like a whole thing. I pretended to be in a class because I heard that this teacher has this like volunteer group from her students only. Wow. So I pretended to be in this class, asked these girls for the teacher's email address. At the time, we didn't have like smartphones back then. So I remember going like home after college and running to my computer and then emailing this professor and just being super professional, but saying like, listen, I overheard, I'm not in your class, I'll be up front. I, I am a hard worker, I would love to be part of this. Will you allow me to be on your volunteer team? And she let me in like that weekend, I was dressing for my first show, which was Oscar de la Renta. And I'll oh, never forget that for as long as I live. And I think my biggest, I think piece of advice for anyone that wants to get into this industry in any capacity is just to roll your sleeves up work hard and just be scrappy. You have to find ways to get in because the traditional way is really hard. And there's other ways that if one door doesn't work, you literally try all the windows and you try the back door and you try the side door because you'll find a way in. It's just a matter of really being resourceful. So um, I'm going to be a little explicit here, but another, so Ali and I are um, hosting the conference and a lot of the the things that we're figuring out right now, we've never done before. And it can be intimidating, right? Like you look at this huge picture of where you want to be and you're like, I know I can do this, but like, who else is going to, like, how am I going to get all these people around me to believe me that I can do exactly. this? Exactly. Right? Yeah. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. So we, um, like, if we have this like crazy idea that like, if it worked out, it would be amazing. We just say, we're going to fuck around and find out. Like, we're mm -hmm. just going to, we're just going to try it. We're going to, we're going to shoot our shot. We're going to do all the things. And so when you said that you wrote the email and you like pretended to be in this class, <laughs> you like you're speaking our language because that's exactly <laughs> the energy that you have to have. Um, and that's like the tenacity that you have to have in, in any industry, but it sounds like, you know, very specifically to, to yours. So I think that that's very admirable and really cool. Um, so let's talk about, um, you said you have this new course coming up. Um, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, sure. So it is a course called Fashion Network Society, and it's a four-week course. And basically, we're going to be going over every aspect of networking that's going to help you open doors and, and turn the contacts that you may already have or the ones that I'm going to show you how to get into opportunities. That's the biggest, most important thing in this industry. And I think that it's a lot of people don't realize everyone says, you know, it's who you know, it's who you know, but I, it's not necessarily who you know, it's how you nurture those relationships that matters. Mm -hmm. Because you can know a million people, but if you're not nurturing those relationships, they're just contacts on your phone or in your email list. Like it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So you have to really understand how to open those doors, how to speak the language, what to say, what to do. And so a lot of the course incorporates a lot of what I've been through in my life and, and it's one of the courses, I think with all my other courses, it's, they're very tactical and logistical. And this one is still that, but I 
I do something that I don't normally do, which is talk about my experiences and myself a lot more. Because yeah. I think that in this instance, really making it personal is going to make more of a difference and more of an impact than just kind of saying, okay, write this email because this is what's going to happen. Do you think um, the, the networking piece is more of like personal branding? Like where mm-hmm. you're, you're talking, do you, is that how you would kind of categorize it? A hundred percent. There's even a, a, literally a lesson in there that talks all about that as well. You know, we go over how to do the personal branding statement, which I like to call instead of elevator pitch. I find that students don't like the words elevator pitch and it stresses them out. Yeah. So personal branding statements and I'll have them practice those and just really feel confident because it makes a world of a difference when you're able to introduce yourself at any event, anything in your life in a very confident and assertive way versus just kind of like, hi, you know, my name is. Uh, So we talk about that and, and, and just even across social, how to put your brand out there and your brand could be an actual brand or it could just be yourself, but just putting you out there in a way that paints this picture that you're a professional in this industry across like online portfolios, websites, social media. So it's really all encompassing to get your personal brand out there um, from a visual standpoint, but also from an internal standpoint, because it's, you need to get this confidence that, you know, none of us truly have a hundred percent confidence inside. I think it's something that one of those like fake it till you make it cliches, but it's it's a matter of kind of honing that in and saying like, okay, take a deep breath. I, I'm going to move forward with this. And in fashion, you really have to have that thick skin because it's it's not easy. And a lot of people will very vocally tell you to your face things that you just have to either let slide or let it affect you for 1.2 seconds. And then you just kind of have to get back up and keep going or they just won't say anything. And I think it's a lot of these students, especially like getting out of school or people that are just doing internships, they don't realize that it, it you have to have thick skin. So it's, and it's a mindset thing. And if you can't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. It doesn't matter how great you are. If you don't believe in yourself, it's going to translate over into your resumes, into your cover letters, into your interviews. And, you know, I always tell my students, like, if you don't believe you're worthy of this job or this opportunity, then the person that's interviewing you is, is just going to see that because they don't know you. So what you're yeah. giving off is that you're, you're, not worth, you're not worth it. So they're going to move on to the next person because that's what you're giving off. So it's all kind of put together into this package of what you're showing the world, what you're believing in yourself, and also, you know, what you're showing in, in the visual, you know, social media world. How do you... and sorry if this is again uh, this is coming from the girl who like wears t-shirts and like (laughs) so when you're talking about your personal brand message I is there a a visual piece of this too that like are you telling them like how to dress you you know I'm thinking you walking into these huge like very high-end brands to interview and you might be like behind the scenes but do you find that you have to present yourself in a certain way visually I mean, you definitely have to present yourself in a certain way, especially as you you kind of move up in the ranks, so to speak. But this course is less about you kind of looking a certain way, more about the mindset of everything and what you're kind of portraying your brand to be out, put out in the world. I focus more on the what to wear, what to say, what to do in the fashion fundamentals course that I have, okay. uh, the fashion career blueprint. But this one's more like, okay, let's get you connected. Let's get you to say the right things, to meet the right people, to do all the things that are going to make you look, act, and feel like a professional. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I like, like, am I going to become a production manager? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're asking all the right questions, so maybe. (laughs) 
my work ethic. I just need a little direction otherwise. So, <laughs> um, no, but I, I thank you so much for sharing all that. When, as soon as um, we connected and I, I saw your, your link to fashion, it was just, it's so compelling. It's always been something so interesting to me, but like so foreign to me as well. So um, I appreciate you sharing everything. And um, I ask all of my guests um, because the podcast is called the Mastermind Mixer. Um, so on, let's, let's talk about like, we're, we're fashion, we're in fashion week. What's fueling you on those like grueling 16 hour days? <laughs> how are we kicking off the day? And then how are we celebrating with when it's all over? We are picking up the day with some Prosecco. Um, I say oh, mimosas. The day with Prosecco. Okay, I'm into it. I was like, <laughs> a latte or something. No, we're kicking it off. We're, we're kicking it off. We're talking about drinks. We're kicking it off with uh, being fabulous and having some mimosas. Uh, the little splash of orange juice, the rest Prosecco, or maybe just some Prosecco with some Saint Germain to make it a little sweeter for Love sure. It. Love it. And then what is our, what's our nighttime cocktail? The fashion shows are over. We're hanging out. We might be celebrating out with our girls. Like, what are we doing? I am 100% a tequila girl. Um, I always have been. Yeah. Love it. Love, love, love it. Um, are, are we like tequila and club soda? Are we margarita? What are we doing? I think it depends where we are. I'm mostly usually a tequila club soda with a ton of lime, like squeezed in there. Uh, I find that to be super refreshing, but you know, if, if it's daytime, if it's summertime or if I'm in the mood, then definitely I'd go for like a frozen strawberry margarita. Those are my go-tos. I am also like a very situational drinker and mm-hmm. a very seasonal drinker. Like a, in the winter, I'm like, oh, I'll have some wine. Cause like that feels warm mm-hmm. <laughs> in the summer. I'm a, like a tequila girl through and through. So I love that for us, honestly. <laughs> so, so do I. <laughs> you can't go wrong with tequila. People either love or hate it, but I'm one of the people that loves it for sure. Me too. Me too. Um, can you share with us where we can find you online and um, how's the best way to connect with you? Sure. So my website is my name, mariahedian.com. And you can find me on Instagram as into the fashion industry or on TikTok. I'm on there a lot as fashion career mentor. I give tons of videos with advice and tips and strategies and also openings for internships and for jobs. So anything that comes my way, uh, I I definitely tend to post on there. Okay. That's awesome. And I'll drop all of that into the show notes as well. Um, So thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to go follow you on all the things and um, I look forward to seeing um, not only your course take off, but also just like all of your, your Intel on the, on the world that seems like the coolest space to be in. <laughs> Thank you so much. The course Fashion Network Society, the doors close on December 1st. So be sure to get in there. It's mariahedian.com forward slash FNS. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Cassie. It's been, it was such a great time, such a great show. So, so fun to talk about these things with you. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Yeah, take care. You guys, that's another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes for the perfectly paired drink that accompanies our conversation. It's like the cherry on top to a great story. And here's the deal. If you enjoyed our chat as much as we did, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's like giving me a virtual high five, which I'm totally down for at any point in time. Stay tuned for more amazing guests and their incredible stories on the Mastermind Mixer. I'm always eager for another round of inspiration, knowledge, and maybe a few laughs along the way. Cheers.